welcome to the Wise Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Christina DeFranco, a yoga teacher, elite athlete, and anxious tornado turned mindful mover. We will be talking all things mindset and mental health to help you create breakthroughs to become your best and most authentic self. Welcome back to the Wise Mind Podcast, and thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Originally, this episode was going to be very different. I was going to talk about how to channel your anxious energy to your advantage. But as I began to prepare, I realized that I was going to be teaching you one of my unhealthiest habits. If you've been following me for a little while, you would know that I was diagnosed about six years ago with a generalized anxiety disorder. Even though it took a few mental breakdowns for me to finally get formally diagnosed, it's evident that I've had anxiety my whole life. My anxiety in combination with my perfectionism has always been my driving force to please people and say yes to everything that was asked of me. Because of this, I was constantly functioning at 100 miles per hour. I was overcommitted to way too many things, and it wasn't until I experienced my first burnout that I learned that maybe I can't actually function at this pace in a healthy way. In quarantine, I have felt this old pattern begin to resurface. My desire to be seen as superwoman is fulfilled by working nonstop, even when it means only sleeping five hours per night and taking a one hour nap during the day. As you can tell, it's not a healthy nor a sustainable system. Anxiety creates adrenaline, which I sometimes choose to mismanage to my advantage. Instead of ensuring I take breaks, slow down, ground myself, and sit with my anxiety, I choose to use it as fuel to never stop. This is how the burnout cycle begins. Like I said, it was only by sitting down to prepare this episode that I actually came to realize this pattern that I was beginning to start to repeat again. This is a very common pattern that I've had almost my whole life and it became really serious in about around grade 12 when I experienced my first major burnout, like going deep into a very dark depression for a few weeks as well as having extreme anxiety. And most people with anxiety actually have it coupled with some type of depression. And the anxiety is like urging you to come on, to make sure you keep doing things, keep pushing forward, keep pleasing people. But the depression makes you feel like you can no longer do anything, like there's no purpose or point to anything. And it's a huge conflict within yourself. So the only way that you can really learn to manage this is to find healthy coping mechanisms for this extra shot of adrenaline that the anxiety creates instead of using it to fuel you, which is one of my unhealthy habits that I do. So what do we do when we know our anxiety is starting to take over? So I have a few tips that I want to walk you through. And our first one is going to be starting to schedule in your version of self-care. Now, I know self-care has become a big buzzword and that is why I really encourage you to schedule your version of self-care because whatever that looks like for you is ultimately going to help you. For me, I know if I don't take time to slow down, perhaps do a meditation or some mindful movement, i.e. my favorite yoga, um, 
my anxiety can definitely get really out of control. So for me, meditation and yoga are great forms of self-care as well as kind of forcing myself to sit down and watch like a TV show or Netflix once in a while because as soon as I stop watching Netflix or TV, it's a really strong indicator that I'm overworking myself and really forcing that superwoman paradigm onto me. So Number one is to start scheduling in your version of self-care, whatever that looks like to help you. Tip number two is to focus on maintaining your healthy habits. So these can be things like your sleep and sleep patterns, not just like the length of sleep, but when you're going to sleep and when you're waking up, your water hydration intake, your nutrition and exercise. The number one thing for me that starts to go when my anxiety is super high and I'm running in that burnout loop is my sleep. I start sleeping really late, like I'm talking 3, 4, 5 a.m. and then waking up at like 9 or 10 a.m. So barely sleeping and going to bed really late. Um, My water intake has been pretty good, mostly because I've just been severely dehydrated. Um, my My nutrition gets pretty shot. I start to binge eat because that is one of my anxiety coping mechanisms. And my exercise, sometimes I use it to help manage my anxiety. So when my burnout cycle gets really high, I stop exercising altogether because I unconsciously use that fuel, that adrenaline to channel into work and productivity and getting things done instead of exercise, which can be a great form of self-care if that's how you take care of yourself. Um, So those kind of four key things are some healthy habits that I need to refocus on and make sure I'm maintaining. Um, But those can look like similar or different for you. And then tip number three is to try to tell someone who can keep you accountable. So if you have someone you can trust, a family member or a friend perhaps, it can be really great to reach out to them and just tell them what your signs are. So for me, the sleep patterns are a huge sign, stopping exercising or starting binge eating, which I often hide for people, so that's not really a good symbol to tell people to look for, a good sign to tell people to look for. Um, Encouraging people to check in on me and just make sure I'm taking time for myself and slowing down because that can be really, really key. So telling someone who can keep you accountable is just really helpful. And I know you don't always have someone that you trust and that you want to share this with, but if you do, I really encourage you to because it can definitely help you from perpetually staying in that burnout cycle. Like I said, if it wasn't for me actually sitting down to record this podcast episode, I don't know if I would have even realized it myself. So if you have someone that can start to notice those signs for you, that can definitely help. So let's go quick, quickly through those three tips again. First one is to start scheduling in your version of self-care. Two is to focus on maintaining your healthy habits. And three is try to tell someone who can keep you accountable. Yes, anxiety can be used for good and you can channel it into productivity, but you need to be careful not to fall into that burnout cycle because nothing good comes at the end when you hit that brick wall. So I encourage you just to take a little check in with yourself, especially if you're in quarantine. Just check in and see where you're at. How are you doing? How is your mental health and wellness? And I really encourage you to reach out and talk to someone about it. If you can, journal out your feelings and just kind of get it out there. Spend a moment, sit with yourself and really take in how you're doing. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If it helped you out, please share with a friend. Um, and don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Christina.defranco. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Wise Mind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would go leave an honest review on iTunes and let us know what you would like to hear more of. And don't forget to dive into our show notes at www.thewisemindpodcast.com. Until next time, I wish you all the happiness, health, and healing. Lots of love.